Welcome to uh, one of the first broadcasts we've had here in the virtual world. And my name is Mark Warner. And I'm going to bring in three of my good friends. Uh, they're going to be a good half hour show. We're going to let the good times roll. We're going to talk about some positive things. Talk about what's going on in your world, what's going on in our world. Hey, guys, uh, everybody there? Let me uh, get you all on. We should all be there. Yes. All right, cool. So right above me here is Zane Benson, and he is with Fairway Mortgage and lives in Prosper, Texas, works in McKinney, Texas. You live in Frisco? I thought it was Prosper. Yeah, Frisco. All right, whatever. You live somewhere around there. Collin County, I should say that. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then up here in the uh, top right is going to be Michael Shastin. He is with Supreme Lending in McKinney, Texas, lives in the Frisco area as well. And a good friend of mine, he's also with me as a Project Relo alumni. And then here to my left or my right on your side is Urshel Metcalf. Yeah, right. It's like, which way do we point? He <laughs> is uh, also a veteran. He is not a Project Relo alumni yet. Um, <laughs> and neither is Zane, by the way, but both y'all next year, next year. <laughs> And um, but Urshel has been with KBGI Radio for uh, about five years and about two years on his own. And uh, today we just wanted to kind of four guys get together and talk about what's going on in our life, what's happening in the virtual world. And uh, and it just so happens that this was not planned, just so everybody knows, it was not planned that this is also my birthday. Um, so happy 54th to me as well, but um, I'm going to do a couple of these today, and this is my first one. So I brought in Zane, Michael, and Urschel. And uh, so Zane, why don't you start with you, and why don't you introduce and tell us a little bit about you, what's going on um, with you and your life and your family with work and everything. Just give us about a you know one-minute intro. Well, happy birthday to you, brother. Thank uh, you. I would say, so I'm Zane Benson. I've been in the mortgage banking industry for about 20 years. Um, I was chatting, chatting with Michael a little bit earlier, obviously, um, offline about how, you know, this industry is so different. There's so many, um, different facets and, and connections out there that you don't really, all you have to do is focus on service and you're fine. Um, I think that, uh, you know, a lot obviously going on with the market right now, um, aside from the COVID-19 scare of, of whatever is going on there, we've had a lot of conversation. But in the positive mindset of things, man, just patience and persistence is going to be success. That's what it's all going to come down to. Absolutely. And that's uh, amen to that. You know, we uh, it's going to be some hard times coming ahead and it's been some hard times already. But um, as long as we keep being positive and being um conversation with each other, we'll all make through this. I mean, it's it's not like you're in it and I'm in it separately. We're all in this together. Yeah. And um, we just got to, you know, embrace. What is it that we always say, Michael? Embrace the suck. And, embrace uh, the suck. And, yeah. And just keep pushing forward. So, Michael, let's go to you. Tell us a little bit about you. Well, I was born in 19. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had, uh, I spent a little time in the uh, Army while going to school and then afterwards the Navy uh, after the Gulf War. Did a little more reserve time uh, up until, I guess, 95. Indian Dallas was still around at that point. Um, <clears throat> ended up uh, from there. Sorry, my uh, someone's trying to beep in. Uh, got to, I got my securities license. I uh, was doing um, 
financial advising. Uh, I was a financial advisor, so it's something that uh, we didn't have time. Uh, uh, we didn't talk about before we started the show, but um, got absolutely bored going from you know the military being ninety to nothing, and then sitting in a room that you could hear a pin drop across the hall because it was uh, I was doing four hundred one k administration work like that. It wasn't, uh, you know, I'm in my twenties. Nobody wants to hear me tell them how they're going to retire at that age. And, uh, uh, I had this one guy looked at me and he goes, have you ever seen a market correction? And I'm like, uh, I've heard of one. So <laughs> jokes aside, um, I had, uh, I've been in the uh, mortgage industry since, uh, 98. Uh, I've been an underwriter. I was a, uh, I was a forensic, uh, underwriter during the, uh, after the mortgage market crash, I, you know, I've, I've been on mortgage production uh, again since 2014. Um, <clears throat> Supreme Lending is the company I work for. Fairway is a very good company as well. There's a handful of really good companies that people that have been in the industry know which companies to work for, and the you know, and these are the you know, these are the, the handful. So, right. Um, right now, I've been blessed. Uh, with being extremely busy, I'm sure Zane um, is, is can confirm that with our with our market right now. A lot of people are trying to take advantage of it of the refinancing, uh, pulling cash out, you know, preparing for what may or may not come down the road, things like that. Just preparedness, and that's what we're seeing a lot of business. I'm still seeing a lot of purchase business as well, which is which is not something that you would think would be going on. So. Yeah, but I gotta see Zane and I've had uh, several conversations about uh, the industry and where it's been, and you know, this is actually a really good time. People are wanting to cut costs, cut corners, bring down their bills on the personal level. So you guys are gonna, you know, you're you guys are gonna grow a lot, um, but not that it'll get you know any worse. But I think you know, six months, eight months, ten months down the road it might get a little bit slower for you guys because everything will start to settle back into life. And, but I, sure. but I, I think your industry is not going to see any kind of plummeting and going South. I think you're just going to, you're going to plateau to a, a high level and then you can just go back to your normal. Um, you're just seeing the surge and you're just that industry that I think you're going to see the surge. So well, I could be wrong. I'm not an expert. Right. We're going to go out there. We're going you know, to save the money. We're going to save our, you know, we're going to save a lot of people you know, their houses and their lower their payments and things like that. And then it'll level off like it should be. And, you know, some lenders, there are some problems, but, you know, there are some lenders that are having right. some difficulty because they're not direct, things like that. Um, you know, the margin calls, there's other stuff, but, you know, that's, that's a whole nother call um, <clears throat> that we could do with Zane. And, and I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, Talk for ten minutes on that deal, but uh, it's a lot like of a Zoom meeting with thousands of financial advisors and CPAs and attorneys yeah. that are going to argue the hell out of it with you. And, yeah. and oh, yeah. it, just, it is what it is. I mean, you know, there's a lot of good, and I keep, I keep saying this. And Michael, I don't know if you remember this, but Stephen Marshall wrote an article about twenty years ago or fifteen years ago, something like that, had to do with home equity wealth, brother A versus brother B. Mm -hmm. That's where all my strategy study came from. That, the book, Misfortune, stuff like that. This is all positive stuff. That's why I'm saying it, Mark. We said no negative. There's nothing negative about this. There, right. We're in a situation we have never seen, right? right. So yeah. if you weren't born in 1918, you've never seen this before. I don't care who you are. 
you may have seen a dip. You may have seen the Great Depression or or whatnot back in the in the banks imploding back in the eighties. But this right now kind of is more of a shift of strategy, really is thought process and you know, just kind of how everything goes. That's why we just have to continue having discussions like this to kind of help people understand there where there's a will, there's a way, you know? Amen to that. So let me get to uh, um, introducing Urschel Metcalf. So Urschel has been a good friend of mine. And uh, like I said earlier, he's been with KBGI for a while doing his own show and he's got a, a plateau of things that he's doing in his life. So Urschel, why don't you introduce yourself? Great. Um, Urschel Metcalf, uh, native of Dallas, live in Plano, and uh, 13 years in the Marine Corps, going back in the 80s. Uh, got out in two thousand Got out in 2001, and um, after that, I spent about 10 years uh, doing church work and uh, traveling as a missionary, doing some music, having some fun, and in uh, 2009, I came home and. Uh, which was a great time to be changing careers economically and uh, ended up in insurance, moved into wealth management, got into um, uh, funding businesses. Um, I tell people I kind of tripped and fell and uh, ended up launching a, a private equity firm and uh, wasn't, wasn't where I was planning on going, but, you know, just kept, you know, winning, networking, creating relationships and, sometimes the opportunities present themselves. And so that's where we ended up. And from there, working with the ecosystem of businesses, and, and I, that was the part that I really fell in love with. And I joined an organization that focused on veteran entrepreneurship. Um, at the time, it was called Honor, Courage, Commitment. Um, became the director of operations there. And uh, we started an incubator uh, for, to focus on helping to grow veteran businesses. And then last year, I was given the opportunity to take over uh, an organization that had been around since 2004 called Momentum Texas um, that also focused on veteran entrepreneurship. And um, we've kind of uh, retooled that whole thing to really focus on more on consulting veteran businesses instead of just um, instead of just focusing on people who are thinking about being entrepreneurs, because there's a lot of people doing that, thinking about being an entrepreneur, a one-entrepreneur, um, and, uh, but really focusing on building ecosystems of veteran businesses and providing opportunities. And we're a little bit of a pass-through, so I have lots of affiliate companies. They provide a lot of the services. We go find the veteran businesses um, that need um, maybe some of their services. And so our goal is to be a, a self-sustaining, revenue-generating nonprofit. And um, so having some fun there and um, having a lot of fun and right up until the point where we shut everything down. Obviously, a lot of our stuff is built on um, uh, gathering people together. But like everyone else and like entrepreneurs have to do, this is an exciting time because, you know, now everybody has to think, how are we going to do it going forward? Um, how are we going to continue to make money? How are we going to continue to take care of, of people, um, to help build businesses. And uh, the most exciting thing recently is I um, I signed a deal with a TV show. Um, yeah. I'm on a call. Sorry, guys. <laughs> no problem. Signed a deal with, with a TV show called uh, America's Real Deal. And uh, it's a Shark Tank-like a t TV show 
um, has uh, Kevin Harrington's one of the former one of the first sharks from Shark Tank, Forbes Riley, or two of the billionaires that are partnered with the show. And um, the cool thing about it, and this is one of the things I'm really excited about because I get to continue to focus on this, um, is that the companies that come on the show, um, the billionaires are interviewing them. And while they're on the show, it's an elimination show. Um, so businesses are competing against one another. And um, while America's watching the show, America gets to be the shark so they can vote for which business they want to see move forward. They can buy the products or services, but most importantly, it's built on a crowdfunding platform. So as we have these businesses on, they can raise up to $5 million um, and America can invest. So Joe and Mary Sixpack sitting at home and say, hey, that billionaire likes a business. He wants to put $200,000 into it. I'm going to put $2,000 of my money into that private company to help see it grow. And uh, so that's that's a really exciting concept. And uh, pilot season's already been filmed, and we're doing a military edition season. So all of the businesses that we bring on will be veteran businesses. So one of the things I'm having fun with. Thanks for that, Arshaw. I appreciate that. So, you know, I've had a few people text me asking me, you know, why are we doing this? And it's uh, it's I'll tell you, it's very simple. It's just because I wanted to have a positive Friday. Um, I wanted to bring in three or four of my friends that don't know each other or haven't met each other um, or just maybe they've done it in cross. But I just kind of wanted to bring some different guys to give their perspective of what's going on in their family and stuff. So, Zane, thanks for bringing your, your old girl in. And it's kind of funny. Uh, she's, she's 14. Yeah, well, this is going to be the norm. I mean, this is like, you know, you see the commercials on TV when somebody's in their PJs and their dog comes barking and they're chewing on food and stuff like that. You're, this is going to be the new norm. I've watched a couple of yeah. Zoom um, interviews and stuff recently, and then it, you watch like 60 people on the screen and they're all something different. So it's, uh, yeah. uh, I think it's funny. There's, there's, you know, some real reality things that are happening that are, that are the positive side. Then I've seen the celebrity side and it's like, so a post yesterday and it was like, uh, it was kind of a crappy news things, but it was like, okay, celebrities are now exposing themselves without makeup. Um, okay. So what you're saying is they're normal people. Well, that's what we've been saying all along. They just happen to be on a screen in front of you and you pay to see them. <laughs> so it's like watching the, the movie snow, right? Is that what it's right. called? Powder. Yeah. Powder. So they, they're shaved eyebrows yeah. and they're shaved faces with no makeup. It's just like a piece of plastic. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, a buddy of mine did a movie last year. Um, his name is Zane as well. He did a movie called Monochrome. And um, it, it's kind of interesting. It's it's not really on the topic that I'm going to say, but it's, it's kind of a little bit on everybody's black and white until somebody sees color. And... Uh, and, and color is, you know, it's, it's a change in life. You know, we all see the exact same thing. We're all doing the exact same thing. We're all walking the same place. Um, we all have the same body and the same exposure of everything that we have in life's elements. But uh, at some point, you know, a color wakes up and then you, you're able to embrace a different change in life. This pandemic right now is that change is, um, you know, Zane said it earlier we have never seen this even in our lifetime even in past lifetimes no one's seen the type of change that we are in right now this is a world change this is not like a state making change for martial law or something that happened like in the 80s and the 70s and the 60s this is a, a world pandemic that's going on and everybody's having to embrace the suck the same exact way 
Um, we're just trying to get through it one day at a time. And then after this is over with, that's when we'll all start to grow. What's going to be interesting is to see the things that are going to change. Um, I'll give you a perfect example. I, um, I ventured out a couple of days ago. We've had um, one of our grocery stores, which is Myers here. Um, we had the option. You can pay a few dollars and you can go there and they'll bring it out to your car. Or you can pay like 10 bucks and they'll deliver it to you. And he ordered all online and then the person that gets it will text you and they'll have a communication with you. So this way, if there's not some kind of food that you want, they'll tell you that they're out of it. Uh, what would you like? Something else. Um, and then they bill you and charge you and then they deliver your food. And um, that's kind of interesting. It's like, hey, why don't we do this all the time? <laughs> Except for when you want to get out. Right. Um, but I also went to a hardware store the other day. Um, I'm on a uh, property where I'm kind of off the grid. And I had to replace a, a water pump switch. And I went into the hardware store. I walked in and there's plexiglass between me and the register and the person. So you never really, you never touch them. You never can breathe them. You can never see anything. You're, you're at least six feet away from them. And then they put the X's all over the place uh, every eight feet, not six feet, but eight feet. Yeah. And so I, I'm wondering how long that's going to happen. Right. You know, what is uh, what's the, the ramification and, and the respect of that is going to happen later on down the road? Are people going to start to squish together a little bit more? Are they going to um, just get back to the normal life or is it really going to be kind of awkward and weird for an, about a year? Um, that's the question of the day. But I'm going to ask each one of you guys a question. So yesterday. Um, Comment quick. I mean, really, I think what we're going to see as you as you made that statement was the fact that uh, this is going to push the adaptation of technology among the masses much quicker. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, we did a, a VFW last night, uh, Frisco VFW, our post, we held a Zoom meeting and elected officers. Uh, I'm the junior vice president, uh, junior vice commander again. Um, but, you know, Congrats. we did. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so we do that and we're, we're doing that. And it's amazing because, you know, a lot, you know, <clears throat> I'm probably the middle age being a Gulf War veteran that's in there. And we had 65, 70 people on mm. the Zoom calls. Yeah. So it wasn't just young people, you know, right. it was it was old. It was, you know, older generations uh, that were that were there. So. Uh, just, awesome. just an, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I didn't mean to. Listen, the whole idea is we're going to come back to that, but I want to, um, you know, I want to talk about what it's, what's, what are we going to do to take care of our families, our lives? But yesterday I had a question that was asked to me. And um, so I'm part of this video program right now. It's, it's 30 days of you, 30 days being live. And um, it's it's supposed to help you get outside your box. Like what we're doing right now, you you normally don't see something like this for me. You, I'm usually on the back end. I like being the producer and the sound engineer, and I don't like being on front of the camera. It's just never been my thing. But um, yesterday I was radio. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, radio for radio. Yeah. So what was it? Um, what was the old comment that was for radio? You have a great face for radio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Sorry, I'm going right. to stabilize. So I had a question yesterday, and I'm going to um, – we'll start with Zane and then go to Michael and go to Urschel. So I had a question yesterday, and uh, it was a very simple question. Get on video, um, talk a little bit about introduce yourself, but 
tell everybody what you're good at. And I thought about it for a couple hours. And then when it was time to go live, um, you, I kind of got like spaghetti. I was like, um, I don't know what I'm good at. And I started talking and, and by the time that I was ending my uh, video call, I ended up realizing that I'm probably a better mentor and advisor and coach and guider um, to give guidance to people about technology, um, what they should use, what they should do, and just in life in general. It's probably what I've been doing all along, even though I'm, I'm good at other things. Um, I had to narrow it down. And the narrowing down for me was a mentor and a coach. Um, never really thought I would look at it that way, but um, you know, I, I talk to people all across the world. I talk to different people, and whether they're veterans or patriots, and um, I always get asked a lot of questions about, you know, what could I do? What should I do? Um, what hardware should I use? What's what's the options for here? And um, and it ended up coming down to, you know, I'm, I may be good at radio, I may be good at video, I may be good at uh, podcasting and putting all the platforms together, but it, I'm still teaching people. Um, that brings in the coaching. And sure. um, so, so that was for me. So I'm curious to know for you guys, um, if I put you on the spot and had to ask you what you're good at, what would that be? And Zane, we'll start with you. Well, definitely, I would say I'm, I'm good at calming and connecting. Um. And I say that because I've always been told that I'm great at connecting with people at a point where they feel like they've known me forever and they trust me and not trying to sell them anything, not trying to tell them what to do, nothing like that. It's more like, you know, I'm in a house right now. Uh, my wife is a teacher. I uh, went back to work actually um, March 19th. So if wow. everyone thinks about the time frame. <laughs> she didn't start physically, um, right. but on paper she started and she's at home teaching our three kids. You saw Olivia, the seven year old who's in first grade, Caden, who is about to turn six in a couple of weeks, um, who is uh, in kindergarten, um, Charlotte, who is in, um, God, it's not even pre-K, I don't think, maybe it's pre-K, I don't know. Um, but anyway, so it's, it's, um, and you have a little infant that's only about seven months old. Yeah, well, five months. Yeah, he's five months five working, months. busting through 12-month clothes. So he's been <laughs> three months. Awesome. Uh, if anyone breaks the bank in this house, it's going to be him. <laughs> um, so I think the reason I say that is because even though there's walls here and the door back here, I can still hear what's going on downstairs. And I say I was built for this because I was one of eight kids and I was disciplined by my father, who was a military veteran in Vietnam, to a point where I had to train my mind. I had to I've over years had to train my mind in certain situations to have a calming effect. And Michael and Ursula know this better than me. You have to stay focused. You know, you have to be able to stay focused on the situation right. um, in kind of clear the mechanism, you know, and clear, just remove the noise. Um, and a lot of that comes from one of the, one of my favorite movies for love of the game. Um, but I think for a lot of it is, um, just able to, to, to shut up for lack of better words and to <laughs> listen and have just a little bit of empathy, you know, so I, I would say the two things that I'm best at are, are calming and connecting. 
I would a hundred percent agree with that. You, um, you've been a great mentor to me and you've been a great, uh, well, you, you, no, no, not really because when we, your not mine. well, that's true too, but you know, and it's my world right now, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, on a personal level, I mean, you've been a good mentor. I, I think, you know, when you and I get together, um, a lot of topics bounce off each other. We may not ever finish the sentence or the paragraph that we're trying to, but we kind of have a clue of where to end it anyways. Um, we just need to get the conversation and the bolt started. And um, I, I, I feel like every single time we get together, I think we accomplish something. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know that anybody else sees that around in our worlds, but you get something out of it. I get something out of it. And, um, and I, and I believe you've been a great mentor and a good coach on that side, a good friend, by the way, uh, an excellent friend. So I appreciate that. Yeah, man, you got it. So Michael, your turn, man. What are you good at? <clears throat> well, um, personality wise, um, I would say, I don't know a stranger. I mean, I'll walk up and talk to anybody. I don't care. I mean, it's, um, I was always that kid growing up that, you know, it's, you're in an elevator. I'm like, Hey, you know, so, um, I, I don't know a stranger. I like, uh, I like hearing people's stories. Uh, I like what, um, what you said, uh, about, uh, about, you know, shutting up and listening because that's key. I mean, you got my dad used to, before he smacked me on the back of my head. <laughs> you know, back in the 70s ago, you got two two ears and one mouth using proportionately. And I'm sure we've all heard that statement, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I'm, you know, I'm good with numbers. I've got aeronautical engineering uh, background, you know, a degree in, you know, so and and uh, finance. So <sighs> numbers come easy. Uh, but my tendency is I want to be analytical but my personality tries to give me more of the big picture. Um, and that's probably why I'm more open. Uh, I get that from my mom. My dad was the analytical one. Um, <clears throat> and my mother was the, uh, the open one. So, you know, they always say opposite attracts. And, and uh, so I was, I was lucky enough, I believe to get, uh, you know, half and half from both. Um, really uh, compassion. That's also the other thing. My parents, always made sure that I understood, you know, even though I grew up and my mother, my mother and father were both in the army, you know, they were, you know, I, I was born at uh, Patterson army hospital in uh, New Jersey. Uh, Cause they were both stationed at uh, Fort, uh, Fort Dix. And, you know, so I had two military parents come from military background. Um, you know, it's my, we've had in, uh, in the Shastine family, um, We've had four two-star generals in our in our family, so I mean it just goes all the way back to the Revolutionary War, um, things like that. So our family's always been it's automatic. You 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 serve. That's the and so the personality of of a lot of the parents are here's how it is. You know they break out the knife hand. You know this is what it is. This is how you're going to be. And um, but my 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 parents always said. If you want to get somewhere in life, treat others the way you want to be treated. And no kidding, I don't care um, if you come in in rags. You know, I 
back in the 70s, you would see it more. And you probably saw, what was uh, H. Ross Perot? The guy was a billionaire. He drove an old 70-something Ford vehicle. Yeah. That was a classic. Right. He just didn't want to get anything else. Right. He, didn't, he, waste, he didn't want to waste the money doing that. So, <clears throat> And you see that with, with a lot of people. They have, you'll see the flashy person, you know, the $30,000 uh, a year millionaire. And then you have the one that's dressed regular, and they're the ones with all the money. So um, my parents taught that to me and uh, not that the money part matters, but it's just the, how you want to treat others right. is how you, sh you know, you know, uh, it's, I try to do that the best that I can. I mean, we, we all have faults and we all have flaws. Um, but I think if we all have some compassion uh, mm -hmm. at this time and help, you know, pay it forward, help out because uh, we're all in this together. Um, I think it's going to make all of us a better, a better Amen person. That. A better people. Well, I think that's uh two for two there because I think Michael, you hit right on it too. I think um, the first thing you said was, you know, we, uh, there's no, there's no foe. Everybody's a friend. I think you connect with everybody instantly. Um, and I think there's an instant best friend sitting in front of you. Uh, you put where some people are the opposite. You put the hundred percent trust in, you may take a 1% reserve out, but you you put that 100% in until they show you different and you become their friend instantly. And you 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 can talk about as if you've known them for 20 years. Um, right. And, and I do that, but I'm still, you know, it's the military in me. I'm still sizing yeah. them up and standing them. <laughs> hey, stop sizing me up. <laughs> but yeah, once, but once you're in the circle of trust, you know. Right. When you're in, you're in it, you know, you have to do something to, to get out of it. Yeah. Amen to that. So Urschel, it's uh, your turn. I've, um, Urschel, it's been kind of interesting with you because I saw you like, like me a little bit behind the scenes uh, three years ago. Uh, didn't really talk to you very much. Saw you come in the studio all the time. Um, you kind of were a robot. To, so, to, to, to some personality of that. Um, and then I saw you after about a year coming out of your shell um, and being more Urschel. I've, I think I've seen you more in the last two years be more Urschel. Maybe you were Urschel the whole time, but I just saw <laughs> you in a different light where you were, um, I won't say controlled, but there was something that was driving you that was probably controlling you a little bit more. Maybe it was more internal. Maybe it was just a... Um, just the instinct of uh, getting back in civilian life and just, you know, having family and having work and, and doing something totally different uh, there for a while. Um, more specifically when you, when you were with, um, with the guys over at um, uh, HHC, uh, HCC on a courage <laughs> commitment. And, um, but when you started doing the radio show, um, the question I'm going to have for you, it's the same question. I'm going to be interesting to see what your comments for what you think that you're good at, because I've seen you kind of come from a high and a low into a low to a high. I've seen you kind of moving around um, and you've been the same guy all along. Hmm. Oh, is that the question? That's the question. <laughs> okay. you, got, you got a double barrel, didn't you? Uh, yeah. Boom. Well, so one of the things that's been consistent, you've, you've heard me talk about it on the show. Um, 
And, uh, and this is, you know, just the real story of my life. Since I was five years old, I've known my purpose and my mission in life. And, uh, and I was to be the right man at the right time, saying the right words to change the world. And, um, and, and I believe that. But one of the things that, one of the compliments that I received from a person that was actually talking to me because of a crisis that I was having um, with some individuals. And, uh, and this person said something to me. Um, and it hit me like a ton of bricks in, in a positive way uh, because it, out of all the things that I've done and I've, I've been involved in so many different things and, and a lot of travel, friends, you know, in Brazil and Italy. And, and, but this person said to me, the reason why you're having this issue, um, this, it was kind of a personnel issue. And she said, the reason why you're having this issue is because when you're with people, you make them feel like they're the only person that matters. And, and now in this group of people, you have all of these people who feel so empowered, um, who feel so, uh, they feel special because of you. Um, they feel like you're the one that's, that's helping them and there's teenagers, older people, whatever. And then sometimes when there's a group of those people, they're all competing. And so it's creating this conflict. So that was a whole different thing. But when she said that to me, you know, and I thought about that and I kept thinking about it and I, and I really thought, you know, that's, that's really a part of what I feel like, because, you know, when I, when I think of changing the world, um, you know, I'm not, not going to reshape the globe. I'm not going to change, you know, land masses. That's not what it's about. But if you're going to change the world, it starts with impacting people um, and, and impacting people um, isn't always, you know, the crowd. It's impacting individual lives. Um, that's why my goal is to be a thought leader. Um, the whole thinking for a change thing is because I feel like when when I have the opportunity to speak, when I started with HCC and doing the radio show there, focusing on entrepreneurship, you know, my part of it was the words of wisdom, you know, to get people to think, you know, because we're we live in a world where it's easy to put your brain on automatic pilot, right, and just you know, we can all take in our curated news sources. Everybody tells us what to think, what to wear, what to do, whatever. And we can find our niche and just get in that flow and stay in that flow. But challenging people to think actually brings out their individualism. It actually helps them connect with their purpose. And it actually helps them realize their value and their importance. And because they don't have to, we don't have to live by group think. You know, right now we're all in our homes and everybody's having to figure out certain things about their life for themselves. You know, you have to find out how much you like the people who live in your house. Right. And, you know, you have to find out, you know, what things, you know, are most important to you and what things matter the most. And um, so this is exciting for me because as we're doing this evaluation you know, process, everybody's having to figure out, you know, what's next? How do we move forward? Um, I feel one of my greatest things is using words to have an impact to help people connect with their identity, their purpose, and bring out the best in them. Oh, man, that's really awesome. And I think that's three for three, buddy. Um, <laughs> and your words for wisdom, I think that's something you've been doing for a long time. And you're also like Zane and Michael, you're a connector as well. Um, yeah. But I think you're the connector when they when you see an opportunity that somebody needs their lives changed. Um, and I think you have a vision for that 
And um, I think that's just an opportunity that just happens to walk in front of you yeah. and, uh, and you embrace that. And, and the key, uh, well, the key is, is we all need our lives changed, right? you know, and no matter where we yeah. are, no matter how good things are going. That's why, you know, in, in all the things that I keep starting, the one word that keeps, you know, showing up is optimization and optimized. And the reason why is, you know, I mean, if, if you were killing it last year, if I was killing, if we were all, you know, at the top of our game six months ago, guess what? That doesn't work for today, right? Yeah, today, exactly. Today's a different day. So we all need change. We all need growth. We all need stimulation to keep moving forward. And, uh, and that's, you know, again, it's easy to get to that point of stasis where, you know, we're kind of cool with the way things are, but none yeah. of us were expecting what we're, what we're facing now. And well, I, so, think, um, I think you're right on that. I think it's really difficult. You know, everybody's going to go through uh, a different way of this pandemic. You're one of you are going to go through it harder than me. I may go through it harder than you, um, but we're still doing the same walk of life. I always have a motto that's a trademark motto that I've had for a long time called live life. Don't let life live you. I'm human. I mean, it doesn't matter what it is, something depressing, something sad, something bad, something happens in your life and you just become human. And you're normal. So I can say and be positive as much as I want to be, but I'm human. And every once in a while, I'm going to break down a little bit and I'm going to need that mentor and that guidance. I can say the words all day long. I can preach it. It doesn't mean that you have to live it 100 percent, 365 days a year. You are human. Um, you've, you mentioned something that's kind of funny and um, we're kind of going to go to a funny topic. So I love all these memes that I've seen out there on Facebook and YouTube and LinkedIn and Twitter. I, I've just seen some of them as funny. One of the first ones that I thought was kind of funny, and you kind of mentioned that, and what's, and that's, you know, we're at home, we're all experiencing, we're learning our families, we're spending time with our families, and how cool is that, really, when you think yeah. about it, right? Uh, yeah, I get it. There's some people that are probably having it a lot harder than others, but one of my funniest memes that I saw was um, was a guy sitting on the couch going, "Hey, I've been sitting here with this lady on this couch, and she's awesome, and she's really good. Who knew she liked the color yellow?" Um, and that happened to be his wife, but he's having to relearn how to live with her and how to, you know, just have that everyday life. And I imagine that all three of you guys are having that same exposure. You're learning a little bit more with your kids. You're learning a little bit more about yourself. Um, in trial and hard times that we're going through, the only way we're going to get through it is to find the positives in all of it. We got to keep pushing. You guys are are the if I say that is, I still get to go in the office. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. And some of them still do. But, you know, at home, um, you you are the hundred, you are a hundred percent of a 200 percent marriage that you get to be home with your family and you get to you get to be a little bit more exposed than outside the normal. Right. Um, you may be an anomaly, Michael. We'll just call it at that. Right. So because I got a few people yeah. that they said, hey, I, I still get home. And I love hearing from my my son. We're empty nesters, uh, so I wish I could see more of my son. So, yeah, well, but see, this is a time to do that. This is a time because he's locked up too. He's um, having the same exposure to this lifetime that we are. You know, on, on my point, I'm sitting on a large land here. I'm out up in Michigan. Um, weather's good. Temperature's good. We're we're 15 miles away from city and we're at least five miles 
if not longer than that, away from anybody. Um, we have a road that drives by us, but there's nobody around here. No one's coming to visit us. No one's going to drive. It, we're so far outside of the city part of it that it, you, you just pretty much need to be asked to come out here. Um, Question. We don't have anybody up here yet, so you're all invited, but, you know. Mark, how does a road drive by your house? Well, there's there's a main road that drives out by our house. You got me there. I didn't catch that at first. Yeah. It drives Sorry, right by my house. came out. Yeah, yeah. Well, it just goes right through my property. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So, so Zane, what's uh? Let's start with you. What's a what's something that's changed your family? Would you, if I when I ask all three of you kind of the same question? There's a lot of things that are going to change your family. There's a lot of things you're going to find perspective of different in your family. And there's things that you're going to find that uh, you may change now that may be a part of your family moving forward. So my question really is, what have you learned right now that has made you a better person? Um, and, and the second part of that is, what do you see moving forward that you and your family are going to continue doing even when the pandemic's out? Uh, well, I think a lot more, um, how do I word this? So connecting more, right? So Michael, you might get this more so than others, but when you're dealing with as a, as a mortgage professional, you're dealing with so many people's issues all day. Their emotions, their frustrations, their problems, your own teammates, other loan officers in your branch, your clients, especially um, whatever professional. You're dealing with so many emotional issues all day long that when you go home, you just want to shut down and you don't want to hear Jack. Yes. And the reality is when you go home, that's when you need to be at your best. Yep, and you got to so, bring your game every evening. Yeah, for so for me, I mean, it's different. Like I think about Michael still going to the office, and I'm like, man, to have that break would make me better at home. But then I also think to myself, going, I need to use this to make myself learn to be better at home. There's a movie I keep thinking about, um, and Ursula, you can correct me if I'm wrong, Michael, you too. But Samuel L. Jackson's in a movie. It's about it's something. I never watched the movie. I remember the commercials, um, but he says, I'm a Marine. We don't give up. We improvise. And <clears throat> that I think is what everybody's doing right now. Um, every day it changes. I can sense frustration with my, my wife needing a break, um, her anxiety and stress levels that I don't have. I handle mine differently. Um, but also at the same time, there's little things I've implemented specifically, and you guys are welcome. Mark, you've seen it. Yeah. Every day after lunch, right before nap and quiet time, I go Facebook Live with our kids, and we're asking them questions. And we found, because someone shared something on Facebook about quarantine questions, get the kids talking. And then I found this article from Parenting Magazine or Parents.com with 63 questions, and it specifically says that you ask Kids ask on average 300 questions a day and we're, it's easy to uh, <laughs> go yeah. to your room. Yeah. 
outside and play. My mom loved that. We had like 3,000 acres. My mom loved to send us outside. We're gone for like three days. We got a Vietnam army tent that we used to haul and set up and you know all that stuff right. by the water. Right. So you think about that stuff. That's the stuff that we've been implementing and changing, I think, in our house is just doing different activities at different times. And you have to – it's a shift. You just yeah. have to – Yes, we all have schedules. Yes, you still need to get yeah. up. Yes, you still need to get ready. Yes, you still need to shut off and sit <laughs> down to dinner. And that's hard for us right now, right, Michael? Because yeah. no matter what interest rates are doing, no matter what the industry is doing, no matter what the market's doing, we're still getting phone calls and questions. Um, and that's the thing is I think for us in our household is just kind of learning to go, okay, I hear what's going on out here. Let's go sit down. Let's have a talk. Mom needs to go to the grocery store. You run inside. We're going to have some Andy's frozen custard. You might have seen that on Facebook last night. Um, just stuff like that. Like we can still get out. We can still go for a drive. We can still connect like this with friends, man. This right. is cool. And yeah, I, like I want to say this because that's what I'm watching the market over here too. But at the same time, I'm looking this stuff up on my other screen going, Hold on a second. There was something else out there that I wanted to kind of bring up. And <clears throat> Michael, you said this. Um, so Zig, the great Zig Ziglar, and I'll never forget meeting him for the first time. I was like a kid in a candy store. I couldn't even get the words out of my mouth. But um, it says, <clears throat> you will get all you want in life if you help enough other people get what they want. Yep. It's serve first. And the other thing is, too, Mark, today being your birthday, too. The funny thing is you're asking us questions, the three of us, uh, <laughs> but yeah. you're saying all three of us are connectors, mentors, and leaders, but you're the one connecting us. We've never been connected. So the, the unprofound effect that this has down the road of you connecting the three of us and the three of us, connecting everybody we know that's more leadership and connecting than anything so you're saying we got the birthday present <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that's uh i got people texting me um it's kind of interesting i think i've always done that zane i've always been uh, without really being the connector and saying it i've always been Somebody will ask me for a favor. Hey, do you know somebody? I, I'm the guy that says, grabs two hands, puts them together, and says, go. And then I'm out. Um, but, um, yeah, and I mean all four of us because I think we're all connectors out there. I, um, You know, in this virtual world, we're all going to be limited to do the things that we normally would want to do. And I think it's even after it's all said and done, we're all going to be continuing doing things. And that's – the reality for me is, um, and I'll just go with me at this point since I'm talking, but um, moving here in Michigan, my wife said something to me day before yesterday, um, and it, it resonated with me and I heard it, but it's like a lot of things your wife says, one ear, out the other, but some things stay inside, right? <laughs> so I'm saying that out loud. She's probably hearing me in the background. She's laughing, but... Um, she said something to me about, you know, all I've done, all of our marriage for 23 years is work. 
and I really haven't taken the time off. I haven't really just like sat around and did anything. So I got here um, a little over a week ago, had to hurry up and rush here. And Zane knows this because I was, was afraid I might not get gas on the road. I was afraid that I just traffic was going to be, could be all over the place, not getting from state to state. So I ended up coming home earlier and I ended up moving <coughs> here. And, um, you know, first couple of days I got busy, had to unload and everything. And then after that, I just, one day I woke up and said, you know what? I'm not doing anything today. And I think I slept on the couch probably 17 hours of the day. And I just watched TV back to back and goofed off. I didn't do anything. And then the next day came and, and then I was like, I'm feeling guilty. And I told my wife and she, first thing she's like, she goes, don't even talk to me about feeling guilty. Get your butt up, get in there and wash some dishes, get in there and clean up some things, get in there and do some things, you know? And I was like, that's not what I wanted to do. <laughs> I wanted to do something else. <laughs> that's not what I wanted to do. Um, but yesterday I got outside and what's interesting about life is we get to do in our routines day in and day out. And we forget about the things that are behind us, um, which is our family, our life in general, friends that we connect with. Um, but I got outside yesterday and I just did things that I probably haven't done in 15 years, you know, raking leaves in the yard, uh, clearing off ways for me to have a fire pit, uh, just trimming trees. I mean, just getting away from the internet, getting away from video, getting away from phone call. And I'll tell you what I realized. It's okay. It's really okay to stop for a second, smell the roses, so to speak, and take a break. I did two or three shows virtually, went outside, cleaned up, did some things, came back inside, did a few more things. And it was back and forth. And I was like, I could do this. Why haven't I been doing this all along? And that is because when you get into your daily routine, you just get in it and it's not a rut, but some people it is a rut, but you just get into the daily routine and you forget to stop every once in a while. Yeah. Um, so my takeaway from this pandemic is to, it's, it's kind of cliche, but stop and smell the roses every once in a while. Um, have a conversation with somebody. Uh, look, not everybody's going to reach out to me, but every once in a while I will text an old friend that I haven't talked to in a year or six months or whenever, and just say hi. And now it's up to them at that point. I've instigated a conversation. Um, you can say hi, or you can, hey, what's going on? And then we can chat for a little bit. Um, and that's what I think I'm going to see out of society. I think society is, you're going to see that kind of communication. Yeah, Zane, what's up? I want to, so there's these thoughts that keep coming through my head and I keep having these conversations with people. I'm like, I've been on so many calls, by the way. phone calls this morning. What? I said, you have brain farts, by the way. I do, dude. I'm random, yeah. like crazy yeah. right now. Um, but so I, I was having a call this morning. I said, it's funny. We're two weeks into this thing or three weeks into this quarantine now, right? Um, right. Lockdown, which is another reason Mark and I were talking about getting him up there as soon as possible because Kim was in Michigan by herself. And I was like, bro, hit the road. There's people down here that will help you if you need it. Um, yeah. But there is a comment. And I've seen people share this, like people that are in a position that married couples that are going through this and struggling right now. Can, like, think about this in a sense. That, and I don't mean to say a negative thing. This does not protect kids from and wives and, and domestic partners from abusive situations. It's actually worse right, right now. You got to think about this. Be reaching out to people because of this. 
But there's people sharing these memes on Facebook that are like, if I get quarantined for two weeks with my wife and I die, I assure you it was not the virus that killed me. <laughs> You're in a position that married couples are looking to you for advice and strength and confidence and positivity. Like yeah. you can't be sharing crap. I say, I say I've been married 25 years and I got raised my hand and go, I'm still alive. <laughs> <laughs> but so it, it's funny to think about what this is doing to society and a friend of mine shared it the other day and i shared it on facebook so i'm gonna read it as fast as possible but not too fast i grew up on a farm and i'm, I'm i don't want to be the auctioneer um traffic is gone gas is affordable bills are extended kids are at home with their families parents are home taking care of their children fast food replaced by home-cooked meals Hectic schedules replaced by naps. The air seems cleaner. The world is quieter. People are conscious about hygiene and health again. We finally listen to authorities and head home when they say so. Money doesn't seem to make the world go round anymore. And we now have time finally to stop and smell the roses. And lastly, we become closer to God and more evidently praising him every day of our lives. It seems like this COVID-19 is a reset button for humanity. Amen to that. I read that a few days ago, and that was it, kind of an eye-opening on some of those. Because if you think about the reset, think about what we've been doing. Yeah. We're forced into resetting our lives, but we're forced into bringing new things into life, bringing new things into our family, bringing new things into our friends, talk about things we haven't been wanting to talk about. I've seen more communication and not virtually, not technology, not just because of Zoom and, and what we're doing right now with uh, BeLive, but just in text messaging and Facebook messaging, I've seen people communicating, people um, having a heart saying, hey, how are you doing? What's going on? Tell me about you. And um, I probably have seen more positive stuff, Zane, than I probably have seen negative. The negative is, is always gonna be from the media. Um, mm -hmm. I, I've seen a few friends that uh, unfortunately I've, known maybe six or seven friends that have had COVID um, and probably about that many, uh, if not more that somebody in their family has died from it. Um, one of them was just uh, one of the ladies that we had with KBGI, Karen White, um, just read this morning that her father um, passed away um, more, more so of pneumonia, but it was because he caught COVID-19 and then uh, had the complications from it. So uh, respiratory illness, regardless, and it's sad because it's um, we're losing a lot of great people, um, and you can you can you can look at this as the devil's trying to do something for us. Um, I'm just looking at this, going, look, we were all born on the same way, we're all here on the same earth, same round planet. Um, we all have to live and survive together somehow or another. And this pandemic, I think, is changing lives across the universe. Um, I'm looking forward to when it's done. I'm looking forward to 2021 when uh, I want to see what that new norm is. Is that going to be different than 2019? Is that going to be different? If, are people going to get right back in the rut or are they going to actually make a positive change for their life? So, um, and any, any, Michael, how many, how many, uh, how many good uh, um, conspiracy theories have you guys been reading? reading oh, up on? Atlanta, a lot. <laughs> A lot. I, have, I haven't read very many conspiracy theories. I've I've started a bunch. <laughs> nice. Well, nice. So I, I need some more reading material. I need to send some over to me. I'm I'm good. 
I think Zane and I were talking one day and it's uh, this was our, I think it was our first conspiracy that the two of us talked together. And I, and I made a comment. I said, you know, I think the government threw this virus out there, got us infected and they were trying to turn us into zombies. Well, that crap didn't work. So they decided to put us in the homes and lock us down and make us watch TV 24 seven, put some little messages in the TV. That'll work. Yeah. Well, that didn't work. So we still not turned so on. We're actually disappointed that there wasn't zombies. <laughs> <laughs> we became normal. That's the last a while. I, I can see Michael at home or at his office right now talking to clients, just shining and smiling and cleaning his guns and getting ready. And <laughs> oh, my you wife's know been trying to get me to prepare for the zombie apocalypse for years. So, um, Urshel, let's uh, let's go back yeah. to you for the question. So, what is it that you have seen in your family and uh, what you're doing that uh, is a positive change and something that's good for you and your family? I think the the biggest thing, um, you know, because I'm constantly out running around. Um, you know, there's there's the challenge for this whole thing because I'm an extreme extrovert and and I love no. the crap. Yeah, love the crowds and, and people and things like that. And constantly moving. One second. Uh oh. Mm -hmm. When we're constantly um, you know, moving around and like and like Zane was saying, you come home and uh and then you wanna just kind of detach a little bit, you know, kind of reset. Um All right. But, you know, I'm principally working from home. While I am working from home, um, I've, been, I've had to go out in a lot of, you know, doctor's appointments for my recent uh, car accident. But, uh, but other than that, I'm at home. And so one of the things that's great with working uh, with the kids being at home doing their school, my wife principally doing all of the work, um, the level of um, domestic partnership that we're having throughout the day um, of me taking the kids outside to walk the dog and go climb trees um, so that they get the PE, their exercise in. So she gets a little respite. She gets some time to, you know, finish doing her hair or relax or whatever, take a nap, have a cup of tea. Um, and then me taking over, you know, I try to give at least an hour, hour and a half during the day. Um, of me doing the schoolwork so that, again, she's got some time. Um, so it's not that, okay, now I'm home and I need to relax when, you know, normally she's feeling like, well, you're home, so here are the kids because I need to relax. So there's much more of a, uh, a domestic partnership. Um, and we even sat down and did something she's been wanting to do for a long time. Uh, it's not there, but kind of a division of labor, you know, who's going to do this, who's going to do that. And so just a lot more meaningful cooperation that that benefits everyone in our home. It doesn't just give my wife a break. It benefits my children um, because of, you know, the two of us working together with the, their education. It benefits us because we're partnering together. And the reality is more is getting done. The house is relatively cleaner. Um, and, you know, obviously we're eating more meals at home. And so those are things that um, that I think that we have to to take forward. And and one other thing that's not an answer to that question, but based on what you guys are saying, I met a young lady. She works with an organization called Mission Continues. I met her several years ago. And um, 
she said something that was interesting. She's a millennial. She's in her 20s. Um, and, um, you know, and I said, well, let's connect on Facebook, you know, and with da 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 And she was like, well, I'm not on Facebook. I'm, I, don't, I don't do any of that. She went to college at UNC Chapel Hill. And, um, and she said, you know, the reason why I don't do any social media or any of that is because for my friends um, and people that I care about, to stay in contact with me and for me to stay in contact with them, I've got to put in work. You know, she makes phone calls. She sends text messages. She writes letters. And, and if they want to maintain relationship and communication with her, it's the same thing. And she said, you know, she, she just didn't like the fact that people could feel close, um, but, but not actually put in effort. They could just read the feed of your life and feel like they're still connected to you. And, yeah. um, and so, you know, and I, I think there's two sides of that. I think there's value both yeah. ways. But, but like they were saying, it took effort for you to say, I want to connect these three people and have this conversation. You right. know, it's not just I'm on the way home. So I stopped at the bar that I normally stop at on the way home and talk to all the other guys and girls that hang out at the bar. And it's just incidental. Now it takes effort. If I want to have a conversation with any of those people, I've got to make the effort to connect with them. And I think that's very valuable and we can move that forward. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you sharing that information because I, I, I do feel that I text a lot of people. Um, mm -hmm. I may not have them on audio, but I do text a lot of them. It's, it's kind of a, a funny, not funny, but you know, do you know anybody's phone number? You know, we used to, in my days, we knew everybody's phone number. You contacted everybody. That's you had to put work into it. Um, but yeah. I said that earlier to all you guys, I, I, I said the, the number one thing that you've got to continue doing is contacting people. Not everybody's going to contact you. Um, and right. you know, as a, as a human, there's times when you get depressed because you're wondering, you know, what's everybody else doing? Why isn't anybody contacting you? But then you start to realize everybody's busy. Everybody's got their things going on. Um, and I probably have 10 or 12 friends that contact me every once in a while and some of them daily and some of them every once every couple months. Um, but you've got to put work into it, every relationship. So I, I think I agree with you 50, 50, you know, it doesn't matter whether it's 70, 30, it's just put, you got to put effort into both and right. not just read the Facebook and the YouTube feeds, but you know, have a communication. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to take much longer on this, but I want to shift this over to Michael. Um, Michael, if you could share, um, some things that have been going on in your family that, um, is a positive thing that could be, uh, for the future. What are you taking away from this? Um, what would, what will you think in your family will stay the same when this is all over? Um, so I'm, I'm going to steal a little from both, uh, uh, both Herschel and Zane. Um, you know, I, I took personal time this morning. I've, I've been getting in the office at six o'clock in the morning. I've been staying till 10 o'clock at night for the past few weeks. I mean, it's been brutal and uh so when i come home you know i'll talk to my it's, it's funny because i talk to my wife on the phone more than when i get home because when i get home and we we've got an agreement she understands that once i'm home i just need to kind of you know relax a little bit watch 30 minutes of tv and uh and then head off to bed you know um and she understands, she, you know, obviously we've been married 25 years. So she understands me. She understands, um, 
a lot of a lot of you know my idiosyncrasies, my OCD on thing. You know, it just and, and she's made a comment over the years. She goes, "Oh, you're nicer to people you don't know," and but I'm always nice to her. I love her. I mean, that's she's my wife, right? So um, I'm always going to to love her. Sometimes I need to express it better. And lately, I've noticed the um, some of the tension, like on the weekends, because you know we we'll go out and do stuff together. Well, now we're just kind of doing stuff at the house. Mm-hmm. And so it's the perceived cabin fever when there really is no cabin fever. We go for a walk. We go do this. We can do a lot of things. Um, what I've learned is um, normally where I would sometimes push back at some of the things that, you know, when she hit, hits my buttons and, you know, and I don't know. Who else been married long enough to to know that you're you know to realize your buttons get pushed sometimes on purpose? <laughs> we all have. Yeah. So, what? What? But I've, <laughs> I've learned to diffuse that as much as I can because I don't want I don't want to fight with her. I, you know, I I care for her. I mean, that's you know, she's she's the uh, she's probably the brains of the outfit. You know. And uh, we kiddingly say, I may, you know, I may be the head of the family, but she's the neck that turns the head. And, uh, you know, those are good words to live by. Uh, so what I, my positive is um, out of what I've gotten out of this, you know, I've been blessed with the business, uh, being lucky right now with that. Um, and I'm blessed with the time I'm able to spend with my family Um and just, you know, just trying to be a better, you know, better person and learning yeah. from it. And I think that's what, I, you know, obviously I'm going to continue on. Um, once this is all over, hopefully uh, the business will still be there, um, but maybe not the six to six in the morning, and 10 o'clock at night. I mean, I'm eating at my desk. I'm right. eating healthier. Don't get me wrong, but I'm now mm-hmm. eating at my desk. So I'm not even taking that downtime to. So it is what it is. And, uh, but I'm, you know, all we can do is every time there's a downturn, every time there's, there's something in our life that, that comes in and challenges us, we become better people. If we confront that challenge and learn from it and, you know, even looking back where hindsight is 2020, you know, yes, good. It's clear now. And you're, you know, so take that learning experience and use it for the, you know, use it for your future. Amen to that. Well, guys, um, I have to honestly say, I appreciate your time. We've uh, talked a little bit longer than I thought we would, but uh, I love having these great conversations. And if you guys don't mind, I'd love to do this again. Um, yeah. Maybe I'll do it with individual of you guys. Maybe I'll bring in some new people, but I'd love to have you guys, maybe not three together, but with somebody else, if you don't mind, I'd love to continue doing that sometime. Um, maybe next week. But um, I do appreciate your time. I know you've taken an hour of time, um, a little over an hour. And uh, I appreciate the comments and um, I love all of you guys. And I appreciate everything you guys continue to do. Um, keep holding the faith and Keep uh, holding your hearts high because um, the worst may or may not be in front of us, but uh, we just got to embrace the suck as we started out with. And um, love will prevail. If you love everybody, love everything. Um, everything my, uh, needs to be. My computer's about to die. So real quick, two seconds. Uh, Mark, if you could, 
uh, share uh, my information with Zane and Urschel, and if you wouldn't mind doing the same, I'd love to be able to connect with them. Uh, consider it done, buds. Consider it done. Yeah. Guys, yeah. um, and if you would also would, after this show's over with and later on, if you go on your on my feed, share it with everybody else so everybody else can see it, and we'll continue doing these. Um, okay. I think this is a great opportunity for us to start something different, to be positive to other people, and um, maybe we call this some kind of movement. Who knows? But this is day right. one of this. I thought I would start with you guys, and I uh, really appreciate your friendships. And I know you're getting ready to die, so we're going to go ahead and end it. But, guys, thanks so much for watching and being a part of this. This is just some guys at home trying to talk about good things in life and where we're all going. And uh, thanks for watching and spending your time to, to watch what we're doing. But uh, if you feel like you want to comment, comment down below. We'll comment and answer later. I haven't seen any comments come in, but I'm sure we will later. Zane, Michael, I know Urschel's um, already off, but you guys have a great day. Have a great weekend. Enjoy your time with your family. Eat good. Drink good. Be good. And uh, we'll talk to you guys all soon. That's you guys. All right. All right, guys. We're out of here. We'll see you guys later. Bye-bye.